Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place Carrollwood. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. Well, good morning, everyone. Or, yeah, good afternoon, right now, literally 12 p.m. On the dot. How's everybody doing this morning? You guys doing good today? Yeah? Good to see you. Next week. Next week. My birthday's coming up. Yes, my birthday's coming up. Thank you, Mom and Nancy. Turning 31. I don't look a day over 31. All right. I still feel the presence of Mike. Yeah, yeah, I still feel the presence of Mike. You didn't interrupt nothing. You're good. All right, so a couple wanted to have children, but the wife couldn't get pregnant. Say, uh oh. A couple wanted to have children, but the wife couldn't get pregnant, so they go to the priest for, the, for advice. The priest tells them that they came at the right time since his superior just sent him to Rome for the next 10 years and he's leaving tomorrow. So he says, as soon as I get to Rome, I'll immediately light a candle for you two so you can get pregnant. I promise. Time passes and the priest returns to the little town after 10 years. The first thing he does is he visits the couple's home. He can hear crazy loud noises from inside. He knocks on the door. The wife opens the door. Three little children are in her arms. A couple of them are hiding under her skirt and others behind her playing in the background. The priest counts as many as 10 of them. He says, well, this is quite a pleasant surprise. He exclaims to the priest. It seems like God listened to my prayer. But let me ask you, where's your husband? Oh, my husband recently left to travel to Rome says the wife with a tired look on her face. To Rome? Why on earth would he go to Rome? She says, to blow out that awful candle that you lit 10 years ago. <laughs> Let's pray. <laughs> Lord, we thank you that you are going to answer our prayers. <laughs> oh, Lord, I thank you that you are give us exceedingly and abundantly above. All that we can ask or imagine. And we thank you that today you're going to give us strength. You're going to renew and refresh our strength today, Lord. Strength so that we won't quit before our time. And we just thank you so much for all these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Before we move forward, can we just please give a round of applause to our worship team? I just felt in my heart like we need to honor these, these brave individuals that get up here every week. It's, it's not always easy getting up in front of people and doing this thing. So just thank you. Thank you, worship team. All right. So today's sermon is titled, Receiving Strength When Quitting is Not an Option. Receiving Strength When Quitting is Not an Option. Today's going to be a short message. It's, it's very simple. Today, we will receive strength so that we don't quit. It's a very short message today. 
Here's the main point. There are seasons when withdrawing yourself from a situation is absolutely the appropriate response. And we will cover that next week, by the way. There's actually two parts. Um, there, is, there is seasons where withdrawing yourself from a situation is absolutely the appropriate response. However, there are periods in life where quitting is simply not an option. So if you are in that type of situation today, my friends, I say, don't quit. Jeff Bezos, the second richest man ever to live and currently alive, uh, or one of the richest men ever to live and currently the second richest man alive, he actually says this, I knew that if I failed, I wouldn't regret that. But I knew the one thing I might regret is not trying. I knew that if I failed, I wouldn't regret it. But what I would regret is not trying, not giving me my all, not going all in without a plan B. Another quote here is, oh, man, I know this all too well. I already know what giving up feels like. I want to see what happens if I don't. One more here is when you feel like quitting, think about why you started. When you feel like quitting, think about why you started. Not everything and everyone is worth the investment of your loyalty, time, energy, and frustrations. Hello? Not everything and everyone is worth the investment of your loyalty, time, energy, and frustrations. That's fair. Would you agree? That being said, and this is part of the sermon here, how do you know you have something worth not quitting on? How do you know? How do you know that there are certain things in life that require your utmost loyalty, that require all of your strength, that require the investment of your time, money, energy, and frustrations. How do you know if you have something that's worth not quitting on? Well, I've got three examples. Would you like to hear them? Oh, fantastic. Number one, you know that you have something that you shouldn't quit if the Lord tells you to keep going. If the Lord tells you, if you hear, whether if it's the voice of the Lord through your heart and mind, the prophetic word of the Lord through others, or the word of God through scripture, if the Lord tells you to keep going, then don't quit. Number one, that's, that's table stakes. If the Lord has already told you, I want you in this season, even though you don't understand why, I want you to stay steady in this, then guess what? You keep going. Like, I, I think, I mean, I think we, um, we underestimate the power of blind obedience. We underestimate the power of blind obedience. We actually think that, you know, a lot of the things that we want, we want it to be sophisticated. We want sometimes our expression of obedience to the Lord to appear 
uh, uh, impressive to others. We want sometimes, we almost want a better story to tell than the story we currently have. But if the Lord has you in the situation that you're in, and every time you go to pray to him, asking for the sweet release to quit, and he says, no, no, I have you here for a reason, please keep going a few more steps, then you get back in the game and you don't quit. If the Lord tells you not to quit, then quitting is not an option. But Joel, I don't have any strength. Wrong. You have the fountain of strength. You have the rivers of living water that when you drink, you don't even need to thirst again. You have from him the joy of the Lord, and the joy of the Lord is my strength. If you have the Lord's leading you will have the Lord's provision. I remember the Lord told me one time, he said, Joel, you're going to want to pay very close attention to my voice. I don't know why, but I asked why. But I just said, why is that, Lord? The dumb question. You're going to want to pay very close attention to my voice, Joel. And I said, why is that? He says, because where my voice is, there is also my provision. If I'm telling you to go this direction and you're a little tired and you want to quit and you want to throw in the towel, don't worry. Where my voice is leading, my provision of strength is available. Make sense? All right. Just to bring this point home, 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11 through 13. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told them. As Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by. A mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind was there, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake was a fire. But the Lord, not in the fire. And after the fire was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood before the entrance of the cave. Sometimes we want our life to look like wind and fire, earthquakes, groundbreaking stuff. And we almost feel like quitting if it, if it doesn't even look impressive or, or even mighty in its exterior. Let me tell you, that's all vanity. You go with the still small voices. And if the still small voice tells you not to quit, you keep going no matter what. You hear me? How else? How else do you know? How else can you stream the things in your life to know that, all right, this is something that I really shouldn't quit. This is something that I really should really keep make negotiations with myself to pull more of myself out of to keep doing this thing. Another reason why you shouldn't quit is if you don't need to constantly be tricking yourself into thinking that it's worth it. I've worked at jobs in my life that I wake up in the morning and I have to try and trick myself. I have to basically lie to myself every day to tell me that this is worth it. 
In situations like that, that is not something that probably is worthy of the investment of the long-term energy, time, loyalty, commitment. But on the opposite, if you have something that you don't even need to convince yourself one bit, like I am convinced that this is worth it. If you have something that you don't need to add any trickery, if you know, if you, if you were to cut yourself all the way to the core and you knew from the bottom of my, your heart that this is worth it, and if you have one of those things in your life, don't quit. If you have something like that in your life, don't quit. I've, I, I've been in jobs where I, like, was trying to convince myself that it's worth it even though I knew deep down it wasn't. And now I work for, uh, I have a wonderful employer. His name is Walt Walker. Um, he's my boss and he's my friend. And he and I have a covenant relationship with each other. I, 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 have, made a, I have made a Naomi Ruth covenant to my boss. I said, Walt, where you go, I go. Where you work, I work. You start a business, I'll be your partner. I, I, I have covenant relationship even in my professional life. Because I know he's worth it. I know following him is worth it. You know? I have that in my spiritual life. I have that in my ministerial life. I have covenant relationships. Uh, one of them is, is that woman sitting right there. Nancy's been a mentor of mine. Don and Nancy together, they've been mentors of mine for years. And uh, I mean, they can't get rid of me. You know, I just, it's been 16 years. I still keep coming around. You know? Don, Don tried to have a nice, peaceful day with his daughter at the mall on Saturday, and I just showed up. It wasn't even planned. I said, oh, hey, Don. <laughs> Covenant relationships. I've got my mom and my stepdad, you know, I, I, it's not, I don't have to convince myself to keep following these people. There's no convincing required. These are people, these are relationships in my life that are worth not quitting. Because yeah. I don't have to convince myself. I, I'm already convinced of their value, the value that they bring. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you've got something like that, a professional relationship, a family member, uh, a, a romantic relationship, whatever, if you're, if you're wading through some things and you know to the core of who you are, this is worth keeping for the long term, then don't quit. Let conviction be the litmus test if you should quit or not. One more here. Another thing to guide your life, whether if it's worth the long-term investment, is when the end result is something you cannot live without. When the end result of this thing, drudging through the mud day after day, feeling like, wow, I don't know how long I can keep this up. If the end result is something you cannot live without, then don't quit. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, I refuse to live a life not deeply connected to my wife, Brianna. Can't live without her. Like, to the Lord, I can do all things, but like, right now as it stands, if Brianna leaves, I'm going with her. 
Where are we going, babe? I'm leaving. Great. Let's go together. Because I, don't, I can't imagine my life without her. Can't imagine. I can't imagine going the next four or five decades without Brianna. So that relationship is something that I cannot live without. Therefore, I will not quit working on it, improving it, repenting, apologizing, adjusting, reminding myself to be humble, gritting my teeth, holding my tongue, being patient, being kind, pulling more out of me because it's worth it. If you have a relationship like that in your life, if you have a, a profession, an investment, whatever it is, whatever you have in your life that you know is worth it, don't quit. Keep going. You got more in All right, so well, I've got, you know, now that we've narrowed it down, I know there's a few things in my life that I shouldn't quit. But man, I need strength. Well, the Bible says in Proverbs 24.10, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. If you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. So then what do we do? Just ask for more strength. Sometimes the prayer isn't to ask for a lighter load. Sometimes the prayer is to ask for a stronger back. Second Timothy 4.7. Paul says this, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. My friends, that's what you want to be able to say on the other side of this thing. You're going to want... Don't, don't sell yourself short. You're going to want the eternal satisfaction to say, I fought a good fight. I finished the race. I kept the faith. Don't you want that? <sighs> First Corinthians 9, 24. Do you know that in the race, all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So Run! That you might obtain it. Come on. You, like sometimes in life, apathy takes the best of us. It gets the best of us. We begin to go through Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday to Thursday. And we start to let the autopilot set in. And that's, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with autopilot. You know, you don't got to always be intense. I mean, if you're around me, you know I'm basically intense all the time. Like I wake up, I'm intense, and then I go to sleep. You know, I don't do things very monotony, like with monotony, you know, but it's fine. Either way, sometimes, you know, autopilot is okay, apathy is not. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Autopilot's okay, apathy is not. Come on, I want you to run this race like you're winning the prize. I want you to play the game like you're playing it to win. Get back in this thing. I remember one time the Lord just, whoo, man. I remember one time the Lord just, uh, I was talking to the Lord about his blessing. I'm like, God, like, why can't you just bless this thing? He says, I'm not going to bless it because your heart's out of it. Mm -hmm. Come on. 
I'm not going to bless you because you're hard selling. I said, what? He said, you heard me. He actually said that. I said, what? And then he says, Joel, what's the most important thing to me that you have? I said, my heart. He goes, exactly. That's what I intend to bless. And if it's not in this thing, I'm not going to bless it because your heart's not in it. So if you want the blessing of the Lord in a certain area, put your heart back into it. Are we okay? Yeah. We still, are we? <laughs> it's intense in here. Isaiah 40, 29 through 31. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. Everybody raise your hand and say, I'm a youth. Okay, by comparison to God, who has no beginning, we're all youth. Okay? How many say amen? amen. All right. <laughs> Even youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Let us not grow weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Come on, if it's worth it, don't give up. You're almost there. Sometimes the most encouraging thing to do is to look backwards and see how far you've come. Sometimes you, you just think you're just going one inch at a time. And it's almost like, oh, all you can see is that the rock is literally just an inch in front of your face. And every time you're digging through this thing, it just feels like, well, turn back around and see how far you've come. Take a moment. You can pause. Just don't quit. It's okay to pause. In fact, I, I make sure I pause on a regular basis. I keep the Sabbath holy. You know, automatically we think, in our Christian minds, that holy is purity. The word holy is set apart. It means set apart. Like, this is for this. I'm setting this apart. That's the essence of the word holy. Set apart, other than, not like the rest. And I make sure that while working two jobs, pastoring a church, husband to my wife, and father to three kids that are six and under, I pause. Why? Because I don't want the enemy to blind my perspective. Yeah. The Bible says that if the eye is good, the whole body is good. But if the eye is bad, the whole body is full of darkness. So sometimes you need to pause to clean out the eye. So I can come back with fresh perspective. Pausing is okay. Quitting is not. When the Lord tells you not to quit, when you have something that you can't live without. <laughs> So on and so forth. <sighs> James 1, 12. 
Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life. Which God has promised to those who love him. Some, hold on one second. Sometimes, remembering the eternal reward is all you need. Because sometimes, I'm going to tell you right now, it's almost like the rewards in this life almost don't feel good enough sometimes. You know? It's almost like, man, I'm putting in X amount of energy, time, investment, frustration, money. Gosh, did I say energy? I'll say it again. I'm putting in all this stuff, and I'm only getting X amount returned. This doesn't feel worth it. Well, let me tell you something. Go back to my first point. If the Lord has told you to do it, he shall reward it. You, you didn't hear me. If the Lord has told you to do it, he shall reward it. Amen. He shall. So sometimes you just need to stop and remember, oh, when I love this person next to me, although right now I literally have no strength left to love, but I'm going to go into auxiliary power and love this person when I got nothing left. I, oh, oh. Sometimes I just need to remember that there's an eternal reward for that. Sometimes I need to remember that there is an eternal reward to serve this thing, even though I've got nothing left in me. Because you know what? Pain is temporary. Eternity is forever. Frustration is temporary, but eternity is forever. So if I'm willing to just remember that the rewards in heaven don't rust or decay. Hello? The rewards in heaven don't rust or decay. So that means if I'm willing to serve the Lord, serve this person, uh, push myself one more time to not quit whatever this thing is, and the Lord is commanding me to do it, guess what? There's an eternal reward far greater than anything this life could offer. <sighs> Remembering the eternal rewards makes it worth it. love the story of those missionaries. Uh, they sold themselves into slavery. Um, and uh, this is a couple hundred years ago, I think. They sold themselves into slavery. And as the tale says, as they're on, these, they're on the slave trade and on these ships going, knowing that they basically sold their life. It was a death sentence. Uh, their great cry was that we're doing this so that the lamb can receive the reward of his sufferings. Sometimes it's good to remember your reward. It's also good to remember that Jesus is worth his reward. Therefore, I will give my life so that I see he gets his reward. Because Jesus is worth it. David, come on up. Let me, um, you know, this is so, this, this can be applied to many aspects of your life. Your business, your work, your profession, your relationships, your marriage, your kids. We all are tempted to quit in almost any area. Right? I know I am. I know I'm tempted to quit. But sometimes, 
Sometimes, if you could just see the face of Jesus in your situation, it makes you want to try a little more. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loves the church. Wives, submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. It's almost like a, it's not so much a mutual submission to one another, it's mutual submission to Christ. Let, 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 me, let me ask you this. How many people have frustrating people in your lives? Raise your hand. I've got frustrating people in my life. I got some frustrating people in my life. None of you, but I've got frustrating people in my life. And sometimes I don't want to be so kind to that person. Sometimes I don't want to continue with this person. But I'm in a situation where I don't want to quit. It's worth it. Therefore, I must kind of have to bear the burden of dealing with a very difficult person or situation. Are you with me? You still with me? I want you to take the practice of putting the face of Jesus on that difficult person. Take Jesus and put his face on them. And then you go, how are you today? He looks so good. Wow, I'm so happy to see you. It's like, oh, I can serve this person as unto the Lord. The Bible says in Colossians, that whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as unto the Lord and not unto men. Men will fail you. They will, they will fail to give you the reward worthy of your time, but Jesus never fails. Jesus is always worth it. He's always worth it. Oh, here it is, Colossians 3. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. For as working for the Lord and not for human masters, since you know that you will receive, everyone say will receive, will receive an inheritance for the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ that you are serving. Got two more for you. Ready? Can you handle two more? Hebrews 12, 11, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. But painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who've been trained by it. Come on, let this season train you. I've been training for a long time. Who cares? None of us are above our training. I think I need to say that again. None of us are above our training. So train a little bit more. Philippians 4.13. Oh yeah. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I'll just stand your feet. Let's have the prayer team come on up. Oh, how do y'all feel good? How many of y'all feel good? You feel better? Yeah, yeah? Come on, let's give Jesus some praise. Come on. Let's give Jesus some praise in this place.
That is good. All the time. That is good. You've got more in you than you think. The Lord is eternal. And the Bible says that he wrote eternity on your heart. There's something inside of you that can give a little bit more. Again, not everything or everyone is worth your time, loyalty, frustrations. Not everything's worth it. But if you know that 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 you've got a few things in your life that are absolutely worth it, then don't quit. Let's just pray right now. Lord, I thank you. If, you're, if this is you and you need strength, and you need strength renewed in your life, we got people to pray. Um, you're more than welcome to come down for prayer. But I'm just going to pray because I need refreshed strength. Lord, I just thank you right now that you would, by your gracious hand, renew my strength. You promised, Lord. You promised that those who trust in the Lord shall renew their strength. Because he is on my right hand, I shall not be moved. So, Lord, come. Come and fill me with that strength again. Make my sleep restful and restorative. Make my moments with you times of renewing and refreshing. We love you, we love you. All right, so let's make a declaration. Let's make a declaration. Say, say it with me. In the name of Jesus, I shall not rely on my own strength. My strength is temporary. God's strength, God's strength is forever. Is forever. Therefore, Therefore, I, I rely, rely on the strength of Jesus. The, strength of Jesus. the power to never quit. I receive strength once again. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Carolwood. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.